barely brown one side and burnt to a crisp on the other. Oh, it drives me mad. Fresh from the uneven toaster of life. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. All eyes on the headlines over the weekend, Alex Dyson, as Donald Trump was um, tested positive for COVID, along with a whole bunch of people from the White House, after what's looking like a super spreader event last week in the I, Rose Garden. I tell you what, don't accept an invite to the to the Rose Garden, whether it's, you know, the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland or Donald Trump and uh, his Supreme Court nominee, because that was the big controversy but then the super spreader event happening more cases in the White House than in most of Australia over the weekend. Absolutely unbelievable scenes and uh, they could have all been avoided if they'd followed some simple advice. When you do testing to that extent, you're going to find more people, you're going to find more cases. So I said to my people, slow the testing down, please. They test and they test. We got tests that people don't know what's going on. We got tests. We got another one over here. Yep, for the American people, no testing. But when it comes to the White House, they test away and then uh, take people to the hospital. Got flown. I was watching the live footage. It got flown in a helicopter to the military hospital nearby Washington, D.C. Yeah, and i got to tell you, the Walter Reed Hospital, it's got a six-room presidential suite. Last time someone stayed in this was apparently 1981. And uh, looking at the decor, you can tell. <laughs> I... I've there's I don't know what they need to do to this room, but this looks like a renovator's delight if you <laughs> if you're a fan of the domain app as I am. Have they have they got next to you know the IV drip? They just got a fondue station or something <laughs> yeah, is, happening there. It is uh, let's say classic uh, first time on the market is what, what would would the listing say? Goodness gracious! Well, it is quite a situation going on in America. We're going to keep our eyes focused on home because things are opening up a little bit. In Australia, and some interesting rules coming into uh, Australian watering holes, which we'll get to in a moment. And to keep our spirits up and nice and high, Matt O'Kine, talking to one of the best in the business, Costa from Gardening Australia, is going to be joining us today. An absolute legend, and I cannot wait to have a chat to him very soon. Yeah, so water your ears with this episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Sit back and enjoy. Oh, and we should say, it's got a little E for explicit. <gasps> That's right. Have a listen out for when it is. Spoiler alert, it's going to be in the last 15 seconds of the podcast. Yeah. So if you hate bad words, turn that off. If yep. you love them, skip to the very end. But it's all yeah. coming up. I, I doubt Costa's going to say any of them. Oh, and I do say labia at one scientific, point. But that's a scientific term. That's a, that's a completely scientific term, so that's fine. And we're fine. We, we can talk very seriously about scientific stuff, and it's not funny, which is great. Penis. Scientific. Anus. Scientific digestive tract. It's a it's a type of sphincter Gooch. of which there are not Gooch. scientific. Get out of here. Bad Matt. Bad. Perineum. See, that's how you do it. It's Matt Alex on breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Yes, Matt, the White House not looking too good at all, but all over the world, really, people are suffering uh, under second waves as Victoria is trying to bring it under control so that Australia can fully open things up. Uh, the UK had record amount of cases over the weekend. France is not looking too good. Neither is Sweden or Spain. I mean, things are going okay here, and you've been, uh, as always, keeping an eye on the most important facet of that, the pub. 
Look, I don't mind visiting every now and then. Um, but, yeah, the rules are being wound back in a few different states. Uh, for instance, Queensland sort of mentioning that come around about November 1, there might be an opportunity to not necessarily dance as such, but at least, you know, wiggle them hips is what uh, the, uh, the the health minister, the, the chief health officer, Jeanette Young, was saying. Well, so they're um, not sitting anymore, having Queensland's greatest sits. No, no. Everybody sit. Sit. No, sit. No. But, uh, but, you know, if you were to stand at your table and clap your hands to the beat and maybe <laughs> give up and wriggle your hips at the bar, that's apparently, Dr. Jeanette Young said, that's got the green light. So that's, cu- that's something to look forward to. South Australia has changed their tune over the weekend. It was, uh, it was very exciting news for many people who, who frequent pubs there that are now licensed premises will allow the vertical consumption Outdoors of alcohol. Right? <laughs> you first said to me this to me. I didn't have a clue what you meant by vertical consumption. <laughs> I thought it was like multi-leveled venues or something like that. Um, <laughs> Bill from Ipswich, you're into uh, pubs. Do you know what vertical consumption is? Oh, mate, that's that's got to be what I'm doing right now at home. I'm standing and stretching the legs while consuming a few beers. Oh, oh he's well, well, well. I'm stretching, getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work the legs out because, uh, you know, especially if you're going to be heading out on a pub walk uh, or a crawl, where where are, you, where are you right now? I'm right now sitting at uh, Varsity Lakes or standing at Varsity Lakes at the moment and just, yeah, looking over the water, just a few minutes away from a few good local drinking spots as well. Goodness oh, me, Bill. Uh, well, you're, you are an all-day listener. You are a pub expert. So we thought because <laughs> it's so funny uh, having policymakers – Enter the world of having a few skewies down at the local. You know, you know, they, oh, using I remember these terms. Kevin Rudd having a go at uh, drinking a beer, and it didn't didn't look natural. <laughs> he's having a go. He's giving. He at least he's go. giving a go. <laughs> but, um, but look, so we figured. I mean, with all these new terms that are being flung around the place, I mean. If we're going to do it, we might as well do it properly, you know? Let's mm. let's change the whole vernacular around mm. going to the pub because, you know, we all know what, you know, doing shots are or, you know, last drinks and stuff, but we need to change the vernacular for everything if we're going to talk about how we're consuming. So we thought we'd give you a little challenge, Bill. I'm going to... Ooh, I'm absolutely. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to tell you a little story. This hypothetically about a night of, uh, you know, the pub for me and Alex Dyson... Um, using the new language that these policymakers are, are working with. And I want you, you'll have a minute to figure out what the events took place at this pub. And if you get them all right, okay, there's five different events that took place. If you get it all right, you'll win yourself a Matt and Alex face mask. So, uh, look, I know being in Queensland, you you might not need it, but it's still very important to stay protected. Mm. All right? oh, absolutely. All right, yeah, here we go. So, still, still encouraged at most Bunnings. That's the way. Yeah, and That's then, the way. Unless you want to sue someone, um, <laughs> you should put, put one on. All right, Matt O'Kine, let's have a listen to Matt and Alex's night out at the pub and see if uh, if Bill can decipher what is going on here in the language of the policymakers. Yeah, so Alex Dyson and I uh, enjoyed a few beverages, uh, which we vertically consumed, whilst we orally absorbed some harmonious waves. Uh then Alex broke off to complete some rapid consumption of his ethanol from a metatarsal casing, whilst I uh, had an erogenous coupling of the labium orises. 
All right. Now, uh, typical of the Alex's form, he surreptitiously avoided his uh, social yeast purchasing contract. But that dog move at the end of the night was uh, made up by the fact that he restrained uh, some long follicles of mine while I forcefully expelled the gastronomical fluids into porcelain sanitation plumbing fixtures. <laughs> all right, Bill. All right. Here we go, Bill. Yeah. We've got a little countdown here, all right? You've got one minute to figure out all five events that took place. Are you ready? Do you think you can do this? I'll give it a go. Okay, go. Like Kevin Rudd is you can- his drinking. I'll <laughs> give it a go. You can ask him as many questions as you want. All right, here we go. Time starts now. Go for it, Bill. So if I'm correct, I believe you were drinking while standing at the bar. Yep. Um, That's a freebie. Pre- There's five others, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so you, you, you proceeded to, I mean, we'll start at the end. Uh, you proceeded to... Hold back uh, each other's hair as you spewed into the the porcelain into the yes. toilet. Yes. Yep. Okay. You got that's, that one. That's one right. All right. So four yep. more. Here we go. Um, was was there a goon bag involved? <laughs> okay. No. So there was some rapid consumption of ethanol from a metatarsal casing. All right. Now think about what metatarsal might mean. Oh. There's metacarpals, <laughs> which are fingers. Okay. So a metatarsal casing is something else. Oh. Look down, look down right now. Yeah, okay. So Although you're in Queensland, toes. so you might be wearing open <laughs> open versions of your, these. Your metatarsals may not what? be cased in Queensland. <laughs> okay, so enclosed shoes. Yep. Yes, yeah, so how do you rapidly I... consume, consume alcohol? Shoeies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we go. That's number one. two. All right. Now, that while Alex was doing that, I was having an erogenous coupling of my labium orises. Think about the word labia. Labia, okay, yeah. Well, it's a scientific scientific term. (laughs) Labia oris. Orises. You sound like you've confused yourself. Labium (laughs) orises. Oh, I'm your lips. Yup. Yeah. What's that? You're wrapping your, your, your laughing gear around. Uh, Another person, yes, congratulations. <laughs> Having a patch is yeah, what we're looking for there, mate. which is good. Whilst listening, uh, an oral absorption of harmonious waves. Oh, you're definitely listening to some live music. Oh, yes, done as well. that's right, mate. All right, and last one, Alex Dyson skipped out on everyone. He surreptitiously avoided the social yeast purchasing contract. Oh, he, he, he avoided a shout. It was the dog oh, move. It was okay. absolutely dog move. It's done it. Oh, the rat dog struck again <laughs> and dodged the round, which means with a little bit of help, Bill, you are absolutely correct. Five out of five will give you a Matt and Alex mask. So uh, you can uh, consume uh, a couple of yeast beverages safely in the future. Congratulations, my friends. Very good. Thank you very Perfect much. Perfect stuff. Thanks, Bill. Enjoy the Gold Coast. We'll catch you next time. Will do. Keep the breeze on those metatarsals, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. No, I feel a buzz. Now, Matt O'Kine, the other day I did get a light ribbing when I was telling you about my baby, my Chinese money plant baby. Um, you get a lot of your baby gets a lot of a look in, but my money plant, you know, as equally as beautiful, I would say. Uh, in I its would growth. argue that that's not true, <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> 
Um, but it's it's thriving during lockdown. It's getting a lot of attention. And um, I was very happy to see recently a new story that has popped up, which of, of a long-held thought that talking to your plants can help them grow, can help them thrive. Now, it has been a bit of a, uh, a myth, a theory over the years, but uh, we wanted to get to the bottom of it to just make sure that, uh, yeah, my money plan is uh, doing the best it can over the years. And who better, Matt, when talking gardening than get the one and only host of Gardening Australia on the phone, Mr. Costa Georgiatis. Hello, Costa. Gents, how are you both? Oh, mate, Costa, last time I, I saw you that we were in the same room, you were on stage at the Gold Coast Logies 2018 <laughs> accepting the Gold Logie, a mammoth effort. And uh, and what's happened since then, you know? Like, how's how's it been the last year and a half? Well, well, look, can I can I just correct it a little because <laughs> you know you got the colour a little bit out. Tom, Tom oh, got the gold. Oh, that's yeah, right. Tom Gleeson got the gold and got up and uh, like, ribbed everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got I got the silver. Um, you were nominated for it. I'm sorry, I was I nominated forgot. for the gold. Well, that's right. Um, yeah, look, it's been. Uh, I mean, look at it this way: uh, the Logies were postponed this year, so that basically means that in history, I'm I'm holding a very prestigious. Uh, position because I've been the carryover back-to-back champion. Still the champ. Um, you, you know, because <laughs> no one's taken it away, so I'll now, keep carrying it. Now, uh, uh, we're talking about we're talking about the benefits of talking to your plants, Costa. Yeah. Do you ever talk to the Silver Logie? Where is it <laughs> in the house? Well, no, no, it's, it's in my bag. It, it comes with me everywhere. So whenever <laughs> I, I did say on stage that, it's uh, it's going around the country wherever I go. So when people see me wandering the streets, I've got it there and they can have a oh, really? selfie with it. And That's yeah, so yeah, great. It's bashed around. It's it's the most travelled Logie in the history of the Logies, I reckon. That is incredible. <laughs> and um, when I'm thinking about how you carry things, Costa, like I'm 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 picturing a tradie with a, a tool belt with like a hammer and a screwdriver and stuff. <laughs> do, do gardeners have like a trowel and like a little rake and those sort of secateurs, things? Secateurs, you know, yeah, secateurs. Exactly. Then the logie tucked on the left hip <laughs> so I can do a hip hop, you know, and if I'm doing a piece of camera for Gardening Australia and I do the hip pop, you know, the logie just, just goes front and centre. That's it. Um, now, look, Costa, we're ch- chatting about this uh, new story. It popped up in an uh, in, uh, online British uh, media site just uh, just yesterday, but it's been discussed a fair bit over the last few years, and that is that talking to your plants um, can make them grow faster. Now, is this something yeah. that you've heard before, Costa? Look, this does the block quite regularly, mm. but more from the point of view of if you play music. Now, music, in a sense, is the same as talking because mm. it's about what, what the bottom line is with, with music is it's about the vibration. Um, the plants, if there's vibration in the air, it, 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 it helps them and actually agitates them and gets them to grow. So in that sense, a voice is musical and it is an agitation, it is a movement. So it can, and it's a vibration. So I suppose I would say 
that it's all about the vibe, man. <laughs> that would be it. I, I, there are instances where the opposite happens. I mean, I played my uh, a plant one time, some of Matt's hip hop EP, and it wilted. So not all. <laughs> oh. not all. Hey, man, this is what happens on this show, Costa. I just that's get a, that's a stitch up. Oh, I know, man. I he know. Smashed you there. I know. But look, look. Some people, uh, you know, the uh, Royal Royal Horticulturalist Society in 2009 ran some trials with tomato plants. They said uh, the ones that were spoken to grew a little taller. They said women had the most effect on plants. Women's voices made plants grow faster than men's. Um, but there's also ah. a, an ecologist who said that it could also be about uh, the carbon dioxide from our breath and the water vapour. What do you reckon Ooh. about that, Costa? So, Any so possibility? That, that then comes down to what you're talking. So I would say that if you are really talking the manure well, that could actually really get. So if you, you're, if talking you're talking fertilizer, shit at the bar, mate. If you're talking shit at the bar, you could really get your plants growing nicely. Oh, something. Maybe that's why it's working for me. That's in, that's incredible. Um, well, I mean, Costa, do you do you like seriously? Do you do any of these sort of practices at home? Whether it's playing music, whether it's talking to your plants, like what what do you find yeah. is your little secret weapon? Yeah, I, I look. They get music by default, um, not not specific. Like they can't quite reach the the, um, the button to push. <laughs> they Spotify haven't logged into your, your Spotify <laughs> account. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. So but, they, um, they haven't worked that out yet. But you know, one day I'm sure they will. It, it kind of reminds me, guys, of when when I was up in um, the Northern Territory and I had the privilege of going out on country with one of the most senior women elders, and she explained to me, and I'll never forget this, and it did, did change the way I thought about it. Um, she said, whenever I take something off a plant, so if she's taking a fruit or a leaf because it, it might be aromatic for, for some sort of medicinal reasons or if it's edible, she always asks permission. And that was something that really resonated. And, and from that point on, and I saw the way that she did it, and I saw the the reverence and the respect that, that with which she did that, and it it just put a different perspective on those things for me, and and it it, it stuck with me, and and I I apply it, I apply it in my approach to plants, um, just because I, I I actually believed what she was living, and I saw it firsthand. That's incredible, man, and it's it's something that I think definitely you could be more conscious of because I I'm not sh I mean I don't do it as much these days, but I just have distinct memories of sitting on the school oval and just you absentmindedly like plucking grass out. I just I've got this this thing where where you know where you just you do things like that without thinking about it. Yeah, and and it it is that kind of that that sense of just being present. Um, because when when things are growing successfully and we do the right things, we just go, oh well, that's good. But when they're bad, like you know, because normally with indoor plants, you, you'll find most people they go, oh, it's not looking well. I'll give it some more water. But it's actually the overwatering. So then they go, mm -hmm. oh, it's not looking well. I'll water it some more, and then I'll water it some <laughs> more. And so you end up with this this doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on the problem. But as you get to know this, and you start to appreciate and 
you know, I mean, I'm not getting eight-handed on you and saying connect, man. But, <laughs> no, but it's a respect. Um, it's a respect, right? It it's just about it's, respecting your, your the plants the mm, way that you would animals or people or anything. I think one thing about, the, you know, this year has has been that people have actually slowed down and, and walked the neighbourhood and walked their local parks and their local bushland and, and observed a bit differently and looked at nature and enjoyed it a bit more. And Absolutely. I found on my walks, I'm stopping in front of gardens and just looking at the plants in there. I'm like, oh, that was pretty cool and stuff yeah. like that. So it has or been a good tree, time for or that. Or trees that have dropped leaves over the autumn and then uh, – or, or yeah, a good patch it. of – a good patch of grass, oh. Costa. Has there ever been a better <laughs> the grass time? Corn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's, there's Insta pages where people, like, you know, there's people going off about grass. and But then, of course, equally, there's people going off about bromeliads and native orchids. There's a world that, Ooh. you know, I could talk to you for hours <laughs> well, about. We'll have to get you on another time to do that, Costa. We love chatting to you. Appreciate you giving us your time, particularly in spring, which is, I guess, the schoolies of the gardening world. You are loving it right now. You are in demand. So we'll let you get back to it. <laughs> That's it. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you very much and uh, chat to you later. See ya. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Matt O'Kine, what would you say is your favourite plant? Venus flytrap. That's really, that, that was mine as well. Yeah, I just find it the most interesting. It is. Know? It's so intriguing because, you know, one of the very few carnivorous plants mm. out there and it emits a scent which attracts the fly to it and just when it lands on its surface, closes its gaping jaws around it and slowly digests the fly. It's fascinating stuff. Here's a question. Could vegans eat Venus flytraps? <laughs> All right. Now, I'm, I'm, not having, I'm not even having a go at vegans. I respect fully, fully respect people who can make that choice because I am not brave enough to do it yet. Okay, I'm cowardly. Um, look, but, that is an interesting is it question. Is it, that possible? It's dragging us away from an already convoluted way of saying news media sites are Venus flytraps, we're the flies, but we get our producer Bond to be the fly and uh, go into Clickfish. Oh, <laughs> click, 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 click. Clickfish. Clickfish with producer Bron. Bron, do you reckon vegans could eat a Venus flytrap? Um, I guess if there's no fly in it. Yeah. Yeah, but the, doesn't the fly kind of get absorbed into it yeah, anyway? Yeah, but the ground fertilizer, you know, is could be dead Cow bodies manure. in the floor that I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not being like, "Oh, so what? Can what about mosquitoes? Can you squash a mosquito?" I'm not being that person. I'm genuinely wondering. But let's move on to a more pressing topic. All right. If there's Brian, an article out there with that I headline, heard... Matt will click on it. But <laughs> yes. what else have you no, been clicking no, on? No, 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 no. We're not just going to skip over this. Yeah. All right. When I walked in here, all oh, right. <laughs> Bron had just told you something, Alex Dice, and what well, was that? Well, when Matt walked into the studio, me and Bron were just chatting, and <laughs> as soon as Matt down, sat down, Bron said, um, I had a dream about Matt last night. <laughs> All right, good or bad dream? It was it was kind of a nightmare for me. Oh, what Jesus. <laughs> All right, stop. That's enough. I don't want to hear any more of it. All right, well, let's start with that. You tell us what the dream was at the end. But okay. the headline is the headline. producer Braun has nightmare dream about 
presenter, Matt O'Kine. Anyway, what other articles have you been clicking on this week, Bron? So from the Daily Mail, uh, this is the headline, Madeline West reveals she accidentally thought nipple clamps were a toy for her children. We have some audio of her. Wait, firstly, before I play this, who is Madeline West? So she um, is probably most known as um, Dee from Neighbours back in the day. She went to marry Toadie, RIP, on their wedding day. Um, she, did she get taken over by Holly Valance or she took over Holly Valance? I have no idea. Didn't Dee get didn't D Sounds get like, swapped, a, like a Venom kind of someone. plot. <laughs> I think she, she died on her wedding day. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, I would never. I would never let my character have a wedding on a soap. Well, it's were, bad times. Uh, weren't it you never the happens. neighbor's wedding photographer? <laughs> Would, was yes. that the episode you were in, Matt? Yes, I was actually, <laughs> and I got fired. So, <laughs> so oh, the it career ended up well, no matter what. All right, let's hear what Madeline West uh, had to say for herself. I found these, and I thought to myself, "Oh, they're so cute. They're like little." Handcuffs for a teddy bear, like accessories for DUI Barbie. It turns out they're not actually children's toys. They're very much for grown-ups. <laughs> Clamping wow. them nipples. Mm-hmm. Um, so, speak, so hopefully, where do you get hopefully them? that doesn't tie into the dream you had last night. <laughs> it <laughs> does not. Okay, um, and I was completely wrong about um, uh, Nat Bassingway taking over. Dee's, Dee's character is just played by Madeline West. So there we go. <laughs> Okay. Did you even say Nat Bassing? No, I didn't Holly know Valance. who it was. Holly Valance, that's right. I couldn't remember. But the real question is, are Venus flytraps vegan? Um, okay, go on. Let's question go. number Next. two, Bron. So it's from Pedestrian. The headline is, F me with a chicken crimpy. This video of shapes to the tune of shoes is good stuff. So over the weekend, an Instagram account um, at says underscore Brez uploaded a music video parody of the 2007 viral video Shoes. Do you remember that song? Shoes? It has 68 million views on YouTube. Um, but, yeah, they did a parody video. Who's dedic- Shoes by? Oh, God, I can't remember the name of the account. Can you hum I, the, tr- the track oh, shoes? shoes? the full version. Is it? Is it? Shoes. Yeah, Liam... Liam Carl Sullivan on YouTube, but I don't know the song. We well, once we play the Arnett's Shape parody, I think you'll remember. <laughs> Let's get some shapes. Let's get some shapes. I think you have too many shapes. Shut up. Stupid boy. Let's get some shapes. Let's party. All right, this absolutely pongs of a branded content <laughs> oh, viral oh, piece. Let's let's hire some, some TikTokers to make yeah. our brand cool. Well, um, it's the person who posted it is an RMIT fashion design honors grad. Um, so in the video, there's people wearing clothes made out of shape packets. So there's like boots, there's arseless chaps, there's even face masks. Um, so yeah, it's it's a funny video. It, the, the actual shoes video was huge um, back in the day. Okay, I'm still, I, I'm, I'm not seeing any hashtag ad or any hashtag um, <laughs> sponsored post. I but I was. Just doing it for the love. Anyway. That's, wow, I forget that well, people can be pure. Chicken crimpy, the... <laughs> The worst of the shapes. I'll tell you what, I could disgrace and absolutely delete a pizza packet though. <laughs> <laughs> um, packet of pizza. Now let's uh let's move on to the final story that we didn't click on, Bron, but you did. What was it? So it's from Seven News. This is 
Huge headline. Asteroid as big as three buses heading our way. Oh, goodness Oh, me. well, if they're anything like the bloody buses in Sydney, mate, the asteroid will never come. <laughs> You are correct, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, wait. So I have to say, I got nothing wrong with the buses in Sydney. They're actually, I've come from Brisbane. They're great. They're, they're very quick. They're often on time. <laughs> okay. So, so um, they're a huge meter. So, between. 38 and 86 metres, NASA has described them as being the size of three double-decker buses, but there's good news. They should just swing past our planet at 1.7 million kilometres away from us. We will never see the light of day. So don't don't stress about it. Yeah, well, even if, I reckon even if they are like the city buses, even if we put our hand up, they'd just drive past, wouldn't they? Yeah, but, yeah. There's certainly enough room on that one. They could have stopped, eh? (laughs) Oh, I tell you what, oh, that's typical. You wait bloody two years for a few asteroids, then three turn up all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Fron. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. And if you know, wait, where, if you are wait, vegan, wait. and would you eat a Venus flytrap? Let us know. <laughs> wait, know, what, what was the dream? What was the dream? Oh yeah. Oh, it was. It was just that you were yelling at me, and you were saying you said you're horrible at the, your job. No, no one in the team likes you. Oh. Everyone hates you, and you what just need to leave our team now. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> I woke up in a panic. Like, oh, oh my god, my I can't show my face at work, and then you know, thankfully. It was a dream. Oh, well. Thank goodness. That's going to make our team meeting after this show a bit difficult. <laughs> um, Are you still angry at Matt from that dream, Bron? Yeah, I'm not over it. Yeah. You need to oh, start apologising, Matt. Was I at least, like, wearing nipple clamps or something? <laughs> <laughs> Madeline West. All right. All right. Well, I'm sorry, Bron, for anything that I've said in, in your dream. I, I truly think you are incredible. You do such a great job. As the listeners often say uh, when, when, you know, they text in as well. So we all love you. Cheers for Clickfish. We'll uh, see you next week. Thank you. Well, Matt, it was a big weekend in the White House, but it was also a big weekend across Australia in sport. The finals are on. Uh, The the sports that have managed to get up and uh, get their seasons underway are coming to the pointy end of things. Uh, You watched a bit of netball over the weekend. What happened there? Yeah, in the Suncorp Super Netball, uh, there was a cracker yesterday. The West Coast Fever coming from nine points down to get a place in the finals, in the preliminary finals against the Swifts, 67-62. That is so huge because always in netball, I always find it so difficult to go on a run, particularly of a magnitude of nine. Nine points down, right? It's hectic. But then in Melbourne, Vixens smashed the Sunshine Coast Lightning 63-47. So that was a a no-brainer. And all the AFL games were super close and very well played, including uh, Collingwood on Saturday night winning by a point and almost causing me to... uh have a pulmonary episode as a result Ooh. of such was the uh, the tenacity. I was of, proud of, of my lions. I was like, I loved watching the lions do their thing. They were playing very, so very well. proud, um, which was very huge. I hope your team had a win, no matter who you go for. But um, oh, do you know what? Do you know what? By the way, can I just say? Yeah, I just claimed you know proud of my lions. I haven't supported the lions for a long time. And I'm only I'm just a bandwagon this jumper. Is, it is it. You've got I the one. No, got I, the, couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't say it. Out. 
I could not say it with a straight face what? knowing that I'm an absolute liar. Do you know what happened? They took on someone that I didn't like from high school, right? They, they selected someone that me and him didn't get along that well towards the end of high school. They chose him as a player. I was like, well, you know what? I'm not going to support the Lions. So I stopped supporting them for a very long time. Because of a, now- <laughs> a schoolboy vendetta. <laughs> And it was a dumb vendetta. If we passed each other <laughs> on the street now, I wouldn't care. But at the time, I didn't like him. And uh, and <laughs> now I'm suddenly jumping back on the bandwagon. So I am as pathetic as they come. Yeah. All right? But well, we, we already knew that. We already knew that. But um, <laughs> also, Lakers versus Heat in the uh, NBA finals. That, that's going off as well. Uh, but... It's interesting, particularly as, you know, people jumping on the bandwagons and other people could be stuck in a home with someone who watches a lot of sport. Um, for me, that is my partner, uh, the known as Woods here on the podcast. Who she is, is the goods? She is the goods. And she's According such, to Ian from Werribee. <laughs> such the goods that she sat down and watched some sport with me over the weekend. Now, we have gotten into the fact that she likes commenting during TV shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, despite... Her complete inexperience and lack of knowledge in the Australian Rules Football Arena that did not stop her from commenting throughout uh, a few of the games that we watched over the weekend. And um, it was it was so entertaining that I was able to record a few of the random quotes and I'd like to present them to you now. These are thoughts of an inexperienced sport watcher. And potentially a few of you who... Don't watch too much AFL, might be able to relate to uh, seeing a few snippets over the years. Here we are. Do any of them have normal haircuts? From my uneducated view, this is a good game. There's not much squabble. Yeah, you know, squabble. Sometimes there's squabble, like when the ball is the boss. Who's he? Is he a goal guy? Oh, was that a swear? That looked like an F. (laughs) Sorry, honey. Point for trying. That guy doesn't look real. He looks like he was made out of stone and then someone put a spell on him so he could play footy. Are mullets in, or is it just this game? I don't know enough men. And finally, is that a fight? Oh boy, you're in Queensland now, mate. (laughs) (laughs) We'd love to compile a list of, uh, you know, sport quotes from people who don't watch sport. Please message them to us, matt.ad.alex. Just get the little secret recorder out, whatever you need to do, send them through and uh, we could create during during the finals this year. Just a big list of uh, some very quotable quotes. Thank you, Woods, for allowing me to read these out. (laughs) All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm Mm-mm. And there we are, another episode of All Day Breakfast for you. Hope you gobbled up every crumb as we come towards and uh, a little outro here, Matt O'Kine, including something to leave you with. And we we called it at the start. There was going to be some explicit language today mm, on the show. Yeah. Forget all that scientific stuff. We're getting uh, a little bit euphemistic 
Yeah, well, uh, plants like water, and apparently so do... <laughs> so the pussies. Isn't that what Cardi B and Megan, <laughs> Megan the Stallion talking about? Some whap. Oh, uh, yeah, that is right. It's one of the biggest songs at the moment. Still, I think, second in the ARIA charts I saw over the weekend. And our audio producer, Chris Vars, has been having a bit of a uh, bit of a play around with the um, the acapella version of which there is only an explicit one on the web. So he's used the explicit one. A few people doing a few remixes. I heard Gang of Youths has been used before. But no one as yet has done a remix of WAP with the greatest song of all, and that is the All Day Breakfast theme song, Matt O'Kine. I'm very excited to uh, get down and dirty on this Monday. Hope you uh, can get some towels out and... Uh... <laughs> just All right, we'll, let's, we'll just leave it with this. I think it speaks for itself. We'll catch you tomorrow for some All Day Breakfast. Bye. <laughs> Just fucking with some wet ass pussy. Make you cream, make me scream. I don't public, make you scene. I don't cook, I don't clean. But let Aye. me tell you, I got Aye. this ring. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side of me. Quit yeah. jump out, but you let it get inside of me. I tell them yeah. where to put it, never tell them where I'm about to be. I run down on them before I have a nigga running me. Talk your shit, bite your lip. Ask for a call while you ride that dick. Why you really ain't dick. never got him fucking for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your do you know what? I haven't heard the full song properly. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, that that's the first time I've heard the actual song. <laughs> so, <laughs> Anything else is a remix. ADB WAP, you're welcome. Catch you tomorrow. When I ride the dick, I'ma spell my name.